In this episode, we geek out over Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then freak out about Chuck E. Cheese, Dave and & Buster's, and the Batwoman trailer. Plus, I sit down for an interview with Retro Replay hosts Troy Baker and Nolan North. All this and more on The Geek Generation. Hey now, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, joined in the studio by Paul Lowe. What's going on? What is up? Not much. How about you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, the network is up and running. Absolutely. It is up and running and then some. Now, the only reason I am I am like more aware of this than maybe the ordinary person is because of the Discord. Oh, yeah. 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 But, you get to see all the updates. But yeah, I mean, the network is up and running. Everybody's got a few episodes out right now. So things are looking good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I teased last episode, that, or not last episode, but recently, yeah. uh, that we had another show on the way. Mm-hmm. And that show is now out. Mm-hmm. The so, Orville one, right? The yeah. Orville one. Yeah. So if uh, people- I should know the title. I'm just like, that that one. The Orville one. Uh, if people are unfamiliar, we did start another podcast. It's another one that I'm co-hosting, oh. which is called Quantum Drive. Right which is a thing from the Orville. That's their kind of warp engine. Mm-hmm. So uh, we called it Quantum Drive. It's myself and my friend Katie Peters. We are co-hosting that one, and those come out every other Tuesday mm-hmm. right now. Uh, it's nice, too, because the second season of the Orville just wrapped up, and it's probably going to be a little while before we see season three. And they got renewed, right? It did, yeah. but it's also uh, just going into production now. Oh, okay. So the odds are that we won't get into like fall 2020. Oh, okay. So that gives you a nice interim in between season two and season three. If you want to watch the show now, or if you want to get cut up, or if you want to do a rewatch, uh, make sure you check out Quantum Drive, also on the Geek Generation Network, and follow Quantum Drive Pod on Twitter. Which now brings me up to a whopping four podcasts that I am hosting. <laughs> uh, this random movie club, Quantum Drive, and then another one called IMD Babble, which yeah. is our Patreon exclusive one. Right. TheGeekGeneration.com slash support uh, <laughs> if you want to get access to that fourth one. But all the other ones are free. And then we have the three other shows. So it's been uh, it's been busy, but it's it's good busy. Yeah. I, all of that out there. I mean, that's enough. I think targeted content to garner more listenership. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you feel so inclined, uh, support the podcast, definitely Absolutely. because, you know, we were just having this conversation before we started, but you know, Rob needs to pay himself. I do. I need to mm-hmm. pay myself and, uh, I am not going to San Diego comic con this year, which is a major bummer, mm-hmm. but it is because of finances more than anything. Yeah. So, um, hopefully I'll be able to get back into a state where I can go next year. Cause that would be great. I do. It's like the one vacation I take all year mm-hmm. and I'm not going on vacation this year. It's just boom, straight work. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we are going to get into our geek outs and freak outs as always starting off first with our geek outs. Yay. All right, Paul, what are you geeking out over? Well, uh, it's May, so it's AAPI month. Asian I didn't know American. this was a thing until you put it in the notes. Yeah, so Asian American Pacific Islander month. So happy AAPI month for all of you that celebrate. And with AAPI month, uh, there are a couple of new trailers featuring some prominent or you know rising uh, Asian American actresses, mm-hmm. and um, both of them just completely blew me away. Not because they were Asian American actresses, but because of the sort of the 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 content of the sure. trailers 
So the first one is uh, The Farewell, stars Aquafina, you know, former, uh, not really former rapper, but rapper turned actress. Okay, that's what I was going to ask, because I was like, Aquafina is not a normal actress name. I really think she needs to change that up. (laughs) She needs to Dwayne Johnson that and get away a little bit from that name and use like a real name because it's goofy as hell. Yeah. So like she started in rap and then she had like a. Uh, an internet talk show called Talk, like T A W K. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she, like, I mean, that was like a lot of like comedians. It was, it was kind of like an Eric Andre ish sort of show. Sure. Um, but hers, I mean, it was a little less like animated. I think you could say. And then she kind of, you know, parlayed that into an acting career. And I mean, since Crazy Rich Asians, she's kind of blown up. Where I mean, you kind of see her everywhere, and it's not just in. Hollywood, but also in like fashion. Sure. Uh, which is not something that I would have thought she would be a big part of, but you know, hey, whatever, uh, whatever gets your name out there. I enjoy her too. I yeah. think she's very good. I think like so far her roles have been somewhat comedic and that kind of lends itself to her history as an actor or as like a personality. Sure. You know, she kind of started as a rapper, but then kind of modified that into like a comedic sort of persona. And, um, but so this, that, so it make this new trailer so much more appealing is that the, it's called The Farewell. Uh, it's put out by A24 Studios and it's kind of an indie sort of flick. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about, um, Aquafina's character who is, you know, growing up as a Chinese American in Queens, New York. And she finds out that her grandmother is sick and they have to go to China to see her. But they go to China to see her under the pretense that somebody is getting married. Mm. Um, and so it's kind of this agreed upon lie that everybody tells the grandmother that, you know, they're there for the wedding when, in fact, they are there to gather one last time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is because, you know, I have personal experience kind of with, you know, like family tragedy like this, like more recently. But like a first time I saw is I I mean, I was yeah. a mess. Yeah. Like it was just. It's not something that's like a part of my sort of familial culture in terms of like telling people that they're not sick when in fact they are. But there is something to that where you kind of take on the responsibility of the illness for a family member. And so, yeah, like the first time I saw it, I was a mess. The second and third and fourth time Mm -hmm. I saw it, I was still kind of sad. Really good movie. Kind of a different role. For Aquafina. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, she's not funny in this at all. I mean, it's all just like the entire trailer is just like, why aren't we telling grandma she's sick? And she's, she's kind of a fish out of water because she was raised in America, but she's forced to deal with these like competing cultural norms that haven't necessarily been a part of her life. Sure. Yeah. No, that looks really good. Yeah. I think if you grew up the children of immigrants, you can kind of understand that sort of, uh, departure from your culture because you grew up in America, you you grew up with American values, albeit with whatever the cultural influence is from your homeland. But sometimes there are things that maybe you weren't accustomed to that do rise up when family tragedy strikes. Mm-hmm. And so I identified it with the trailer quite a bit and I'm really eager to see it. I'm not like one to go out and, you know, see indie movies too often because it's not you know, I have limited time now. Like, if I'm yeah. going to see a movie, I'm going to see one of the bigger ones. But this one, I'm definitely going to make time for because it's like I can definitely see myself crying my way through a movie. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Well, anything you want to see, anytime you see a movie, you want to champion, especially an indie movie. Yeah. It is important to get out to the theater, yeah, and put your money 
yeah, throw absolutely. your money at it. Yeah. And so definitely looking forward to that. The second trailer is <laughs> decidedly the opposite of this. Yeah, it is. Um, a Netflix movie uh, by Ali Wong and uh, Randall Park, Always Be My Maybe. If you have ever been in the friend zone with a woman, this movie is for you. Seems to be. Right. So it's like it's about these two childhood friends who kind of grow up. They were friends forever. And then they sort of something happens. I think they hook up at one point and then they separate, go their separate ways and then reunite, you know, as the course of their careers kind of bring them together. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like this sort of awkward play on the whole friend zone to relationship sort of thing. Ali Wong is hilarious. I mean, she's without a doubt. I mean, she's one of like the rising stand-up comedians, but also like comedic actresses. And Randall Park is just solid. Randall Park's been all over the place lately. Movie-wise. Solid though. Like just everything about this movie looks great. Um, It's on Netflix, so it's going to be easy to watch. Mm -hmm. So definitely keep an eye out for this i think it comes out on may 31st so end of this month oh, wow. okay uh so always be my maybe with ali wong randall park definitely looking forward to that cool my second geek out or i don't know third geek out would be the uh, gay of thrones review show i was wondering if this was your way because i was like <laughs> paul we can't talk about game of thrones on this one because we're recording this before the series finale right and this will release after the series finale. And we've already agreed on not talking about Game of Thrones. Right. And we were like, we're going to do. And don't worry, guys. We are going to do like a season eight recap and like kind of give our overall thoughts on the series and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, we can't talk. <laughs> and then I see this on the notes. And I'm like, is Paul <laughs> trying to backdoor his way into a Game of Thrones conversation? No. So, I mean, I think I've talked about this before. Like, I think I've geeked out about this before. But Jonathan Van Ness. Previously, he was known for Game of Thrones, but now he's known more for Queer Eye on Netflix. He's just hilarious. This is like, I don't know how many seasons they've done of Game of Thrones so far. But I mean, the premise of the show or the the um, skit is that, you know, he's a hairdresser doing somebody's hair. And they talk about the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. You know, they throw in a whole bunch of nicknames mm-hmm. and, you know, they talk about it in a way that's very non-standard. And it's great. Like, I love it every time. Um, even if the episode was trash, like they make it sound so much funnier than it was. Yeah. And this season, I think they've brought more star power to the series. I mean, mm. before we saw a lot of people that you might see that if you were like in the LA comedy scene, you might be more familiar okay. with them yeah. or like improv scene. Like you might know more of these people. Like the only reason I know some of these people is because I listen to enough podcasts and read enough blogs that I know these people operate as comedians in either sure. New York or LA or, you know, wherever. Uh, but now with Gay of Thrones, there's decidedly more star power. So Kumail was on uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the most recent episode of Gay of Thrones, which was fantastic. Um, I think episode one, they had Gabrielle Union, which was like, oh, wow. wow, like where where did that come from? And Tiffany Haddish has also been on it too. So who's also everywhere right now. Exactly. So just a lot of star power there's more for jonathan to feed back on because i think before a lot of the times if the person wasn't like a stand-up comic or an improv person it was hard for him to feed off of them and sort of bounce back and forth but now with like these bigger names who have that skill set the show the quality of the show has gone up decidedly cool. so gay of thrones it's on funny or die uh they air Every episode, I think, the Monday afternoon following Game of Thrones. So they're really hitting their stride just as it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I think they still have all the old episodes up, too. So you can go okay, and watch cool. um, 
the older episodes of Game of Thrones, and you can kind of see the evolution of the show. But definitely check that out. It's amazing. Like, I like any other review show kind of pales in comparison. Like, I've watched some like of these other ones on like IGN, mm. on The Ringer, like any of these other like outlets that do sort of like post game uh reviews of the show and like for some reason gay of thrones is the only one i can tolerate yeah because <laughs> like i know what, what happened in the episode i just watched it but for they they do a, a different well, spin on bits. it they're not yeah. necessarily just wrapping it up yeah and, and like the nicknames are hilarious i love those so, nice gay of thrones definitely check that out funny or die uh, my last geek out is another series that is i think actually more of a public access tv show okay that's now going on to the internet but it's called broken bread it's the brainchild of uh chef roy Choi, who operates out of california if you've ever had a korean taco you can thank him for that oh he's the one that started the whole sort of food truck movement i think i mean other than like the people who were kind of sort of already doing it he was kind of like the first like celebrity chef or you know chef who was known to kind of start with food trucks and say, this is the next thing. Okay. This is the next big thing. Um, in California, he's known for his Kogi trucks. He has a number of different restaurants. The reason that I follow him and I respect him highly is that he sort of bucks the trend of defining success as money-based mm-hmm. and sort of putting his star power and his efforts behind real change that can affect the community. Okay. Um, he started a restaurant called Local, um, and they were based in Watts, California, which is not the greatest neighborhood. And it's also known for being like a food desert, meaning that there's not a lot of healthy food options available mm-hmm. to the community. And by that, I mean like whole foods, not the market whole foods, but, you know, whole foods like vegetables, grains, proteins, like things like that. Like you could go to a, a like a convenience store or a bodega and you could see like, you know, all the canned foods and all the bullshit. But mm-hmm. he saw that and was like. This is terrible. Part of the reason why this community isn't able to succeed maybe on the level as some others is that they just have very poor food options. Hmm. Hence the like the sort of term food desert. And so he started this restaurant and the the way that I understood it was that he he started this restaurant not to make money but to redefine the success metric and say we want our definition of success is to bring quality fast service food not fast food but food that is served quickly to this community and he sort of did that and he got he got kind of shit on by journalists i think in the last year or so because he wasn't necessarily doing what people thought was like good for his brand or good for the food industry Mm -hmm. but i mean he was kind of like fuck that we're gonna do um yeah don't listen to what everyone else is gonna tell you to do yeah and he's he's great in that way and so broken bread is kind of his brainchild it, he's partnered with Tastemade, which is a, I think it's like an internet food outlet, and uh, KCET, which I think is a public access show in LA or a public public access channel in LA. The only reason I know about it and I've been able to see it is because they've started to put episodes up on YouTube. Okay, so the first episode kind of focuses on going into the community and giving people opportunity. Mm. So I definitely encourage everyone to go out and check that out because Chef Roy is not only like a motivational figure, but it's something that I think if more people aspire to even just a little bit, our world would be a much better place Mm. because he kind of brings this premise to the table where he's like, look, let's just talk about, let's just talk about our differences over food. Hence Mm. the name broken bread. Okay. 
And he kind of promotes this idea. And I think it's great. Like, especially in this day and age when everybody's so divided. Yeah. That having food be that vehicle to kind of move forward and actually progress as a society, as opposed to just being constantly divided and fighting, I think it's a great message. So I'm pretty sure if you just go on YouTube and you uh, search broken bread, you can find the first episode. Cool. And we'll uh, put a link in the show notes too at thegeekgeneration.com if people want to check it out that way. Definitely. That's it for me. All right. Uh, My only geek out today is a movie that I just watched the other night, actually, Mm -hmm. because it just came out this week, Mm -hmm. which is Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was very excited about this movie, but sometimes I'm always a little scared as I am as excited Mm -hmm. because I genuinely love the graphic novel that came out for this. So and I think I talked about it a while back Mm -hmm. when I read it, but I was very excited to hear that they were doing this. Uh, I wasn't sure how it would be handled, but I am glad to say that they did a very, very good job. It is, I I would have to reread the novel to know how well they adapted the story. I know they made some changes right away, Mm -hmm. but a lot of things actually held pretty true to the story. Uh, One of the things that impressed me the most was the kind of tone that they hit. So the, the artwork is a little more cartoony, like the outlines are a little heavier And it looks like it's meant to be more of a cartoon than make you feel like you're watching something live action that just happens to be a cartoon, if that makes sense. Less like uh, less like Justice League Dark and more like more like Batman Brave and the Bold. Right. right, right. Yeah. But a nice balance between the two. Like it's not goofy. Yeah. I think I saw like that. I saw some screen caps um, just online and I, I did notice that there was it was a little bit more like childishly animated that's that's not the right word but you know what i'm saying yeah like the eyes are a little bit bigger like it looks a little it looks more animated yeah and i think the reason they did that is because it makes more sense that the turtles fit into that world right so it all kind of meshes together a little bit better the only thing i don't love and i never love when they do this just because i'm so picky is when they do the the dark blue instead of the black for batman oh yeah so that's just that's just a personal preference i don't care for the the classic blue that Mm -hmm. much uh, but there are a couple places and they do some nice like silhouetting of the characters at a few like different action scenes where like Batman will be in silhouette and you just see his eyes in the logo mm-hmm. or you, the turtles are all silhouette, but you just see the bandanas nice. in color and their eyes a little bit. Super cool things like that. But it's also a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. So I was watching it and I was like, oh, what is it? As soon as I had the thought. I wonder what this is rated. Is this PG-13 like the others? And then someone took a shuriken right in the forehead and there was blood and stuff. And I was like, okay, PG-13. <laughs> so so it, it's goofy enough to where the turtles can be comedic and stuff, uh-huh. but it also has that stuff in yeah. it too. So it, it walks both sides of the line and that's oh, okay. kind of fun. Yeah. There's a lot of Easter eggs in the movie. Okay. I picked up on tons of stuff that I didn't expect to. And the voice acting is phenomenal. Yeah. Troy Baker plays Batman and the Joker in this. Oh, okay. Which is fun. Uh, our, our friend of the show, Cass Anvar, who mm-hmm. we've talked to a couple times, plays Ra's al Ghul. Oh, cool. The only thing I didn't like with Ra's al Ghul is they call him Ra's al Ghul from some characters and other characters call him Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, Batman switches. Like, he starts <laughs> calling him Ra's al Ghul and then switches to Ra's al Ghul at a certain point. And like Damian Wayne's the only one who says Raish the entire movie. It's very odd in that sense. I mean, the Damian Wayne makes sense. The, that makes sense. But the rest kind of doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, why isn't everyone calling him Raish? Yeah. Like if you. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, whatever. It was a little weird, but whatever. 
Uh, but I ended up tweeting with the director and one of the storyboard artists oh, nice. about a couple of the Easter eggs because I was I was on Twitter just like uh-huh. praising this movie because it's so good and tagged them and everything. And uh, I threw in one of the Easter eggs that I suspected was one mm-hmm. because there's a certain part where this isn't like a huge spoiler or anything, but in the story, because you're dealing with the mutagen, uh-huh. you're expecting some characters to get mutated. Right, 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 right. So some of the rogues gallery gets mutated. Oh, okay. So at one point, Mikey's fighting Mr. Freeze, who's like a polar bear mutant now. Oh, okay. So they get mutated to like animals that make sense yeah, for yeah, what yeah, they yeah. are. And Mr. Freeze is shooting like all his ice blasts and stuff. And, and Mikey starts hitting him away with his nunchucks. Uh-huh. But the exact animation he does is the same thing he does during the intro of the 80s cartoon. That wow. same sequence where he like ends it with it over uh-huh. his shoulder and his hand up and stuff. Yeah. Same sequence. Okay. And I was like, why did that trigger a nostalgia uh-huh. button in my brain? Uh-huh. And then I looked it up and uh, like not looked it up, looked it up, but jumped back to the original intro because I was like, I swear it's from that. And mm-hmm. I watched it. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Then there's another part. And both of these have been confirmed by the director and oh, the awesome. storyboard artist. There's another one where Mikey, again, Mikey is like fighting a foot soldier inside of a warehouse. And he takes him and he flings him and the foot soldier comes kind of towards the camera. Uh-huh. It's from Turtles in Time. Oh, really? Where in the game you would take the characters and kind of throw them uh-huh. at the camera, oh, yeah, which yeah, you yeah, actually yeah, have yeah. to do as a mechanic to beat Shredder in that game at one point. Okay. But they threw that into the movie too. And there's tons of stuff like that. Wow. And it's not like a huge standout thing where they're yeah. calling major attention to it, but it's just these nice little nods. Just subtle enough that, like, if you were a true fan, or not even just a true fan, but if you've grown up with these, with the Turtles or Batman in your life, you would know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, a really good movie. Absolutely recommend. Uh, It's on digital right now. It'll be out on disc very soon. So check it out. Definitely. Let's go into our freakouts. Oh, freakout. Hello. My freakout this week is kind of, I mean, not really geek related but it's it kind of is i don't know it kind of is yeah mine like, one of mine is kind of i think on the same note as yours so listeners are probably aware of at this point but i'm a parent and um i am forced from time to time to do things that parents often do and the thing that i did last weekend that i really did not enjoy at all was chuck e cheese mm-hmm. that place sucks like oh my goodness like it's just it's so sad like you walk in and it just has this aura of we've given up. It's a remnant of a bygone era. Yeah, it's definitely operating. It, it must be operating at a healthy enough profit that they still have locations pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you walk in and it just feels like everyone has given up except for the kids, mm-hmm. including the parents. <laughs> You're just like, I'm only here because some, some dumbass parent had a birthday here and now my kid wants to come here like all the time. And you know exactly why once you start playing the games, they've gotten rid of 90% of the actual video games Mm -hmm. and replaced them with mostly machines that generate the tickets. And so this is just a, a tiny person casino is what it is. Do they still have the physical tickets? Yes. Okay. So you still get the physical tickets based on my research. And I'm putting up air quotes here. Research is like the two hours that I spent there last, last weekend. Um, most machines won't pay out anything more than like 15 tickets. Mm. And that's only if you win, like you have to win whatever the top tier okay. is of that game. And it, you can see it on the, in the kids faces. Like they are hooked. 
Like it is like sending a gambling addict to a casino. Yeah. And the minute that they win some tickets, they are hooked and they just want nothing to do with anything other than winning tickets. And so I, I mean, I tried to push my son towards doing like gaming the system, doing things that yield the most benefit okay. for the least <laughs> amount of skill, because let's face it, you suck at pretty much everything in here. Yeah. Let's try to, let's try to get out of here with like as many tickets as we can and as much of our dignity as we have. So, I mean, we were basically doing like ski ball, which is still, a, I mean, still a great game, you know, fun to play. And it does yield a good amount of tickets as long as you have some skill. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some of these are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like you, you're just creating a generation of gambling addicts by sending them to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah. Like there's this one game where like, there's like a, a ball and a lever and the lever activates an arm that hits the ball and kind of sends it up this spiraling sort of, I don't know, staircase almost okay. of, of lights. And you have to get the ball to stop in a certain range to get more and more tickets. And so there are different like tiers. There's like blue, which is pretty much the entire thing. There's red and then pink and then green. There's only one green light. If you can get it to stop in the green light, you get like 15 tickets. Oh, geez. It is impossible. Like I and got how much sucked control into it. do you even have oh, over it? Probably like, not that much. Like the, the arm has like two power levels. Yeah. It's like low and high. High just immediately sends it all the way up to the top. So yep. it's like there's, and so whatever randomized sort of algorithm figures out for where the lights go every time you put or you scan the card in and you know put in a token or whatever that's pretty much like you've got to rely on that to get anywhere close to the green light and it's the like the kids like there's lines for it it's like drug addicts like i i'm not even kidding yeah it was crazy and there was like this one chinese family that was like so into all the games they had reams of tickets. I'm talking like they could barely hold them all. Wow. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Find out what's in the prize table and go buy that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Like they there was there were two kids and I think they they were the sole reason why these two ski lanes ran out of tickets. Oh, wow. They had that many. And it's not like this Chuck E. Cheese has anything great. Mm. Like it, it costs 80 tickets for an airhead, the fucking candy. That's insane. It's bananas. And on like, and banana flavored airhead. No, it's water. <laughs> they were watermelon and the mystery flavor. Yeah. It's just parents. Just do yourself a favor. Don't set a birthday party up at Chuck E. Cheese it is ridiculously bad. Like I'm pretty sure there was a guy there who looked like there was a guy there who looked like he was a pedophile. Yeah. Like I was like, stay away from my kid. Like you were disgusting. And, and I can't imagine it. If you're having a birthday party, it encourages the kids to actually hang out together. Oh, they parallel play all yeah. day. They just like do their own thing. And like, no, like there was a birthday party going on there, like while we were there and the kids were not interacting with each other at all. Yeah. Like everybody just wanted just to play chasing. Yeah. There were like three kids and they were all part of the same party, but they were literally in line at the machine. They weren't even crowded around it. Mm. They were just in line. And I was like, great behavior, but also kind of sad that you have to do that. Yeah. So Chuck E. Cheese sucks. Don't go. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is not a sponsor of the geek generation. It nor, is not. Nor no. will they ever be. Probably. I, I mean, doubt it. I'm pretty sure it's just a money laundering <laughs> location at this point. It can't be. I don't know. It's ridiculous. That's it for me. All right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and kill another potential sponsor uh, (laughs) because on a similar vein, Dave and Buster's is a freak out. So I went 
I hadn't been in a while. Mm-hmm. And I went with my niece and nephew because it was like a rainy day during a vacation. Mm-hmm. And that's what they wanted to do. They had a plan and I just kind of went along. I don't know where all the games went. Oh, really? <laughs> well, like there's games. But again, it's kind of the same idea where most of them are for tickets. Oh, okay. The tickets are not even physical. Wow. They just get loaded onto your card. Oh, so that's even worse. Like that, there's you don't have the tactile yeah. satisfaction of holding. So you don't tickets. carry the tickets around. I mean, on the one hand, it's easier to deal with because you don't have to like you don't have to carry anything. You're not going to lose anything. Uh-huh. It's just on your card. But the um the the biggest complaint that I had is that a lot of the games, I would say at least a third, if not a half, of the games they have in there are mobile games. Oh, like they ported it into like, in like cabinet a cabinet. Form. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I was walking around. And there was literally a Fruit Ninja, like, mm. like big screen TV where yeah. you swipe the TV and hit the fruit. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff like that. Most of it. So, I was excited at a certain point when I was like, oh, they have Injustice. That's cool. So, I went over and I went to play and I was like, wait, why are there only three buttons? There's no joystick. What? It was the mobile version of Injustice. Uh, so they had a full arcade cabinet with just two things. Three buttons. They have three buttons where it's just attack, like strong, weak, or... That is such bullshit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's there's literally no fighting game where you have, like, a joystick and buttons. What? I don't think there were any games with joysticks, period. That sucks. Yeah. So you either play one of two kinds of games in Dave and Buster's or one of three. Let me be. Okay. So one of three, there's either the like sports games, Uh like the throw the basketball in the hoop or the ski ball. Yeah. And that's for tickets. Uh There's the mobile games. And most of the mobile games are for tickets now, too. That's bullshit. Oh, my God. Okay. Or there's the shooting games where you have an actual gun. Those are the only ones I care about there because they're the only ones that are actual games. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. That's it. That's Dave and Buster's now. So admittedly, I haven't gone to Dave and Buster's a whole lot, but I remember like we used to go. I mean, it was pretty much like a happy hour kind of thing mm-hmm. where you would go and get like the drinks and the food and, you know, you would and the games were there so you could play them. Yeah. But I can't like I can recall Fruit Ninja, but I can't recall there being no games with joystick. There are no games with joystick. That is some bullshit. Okay. It's- not even like an arcade anymore. And if I wanted to play those games, like it, it's not as it's not. The I can same. just download them here. Yeah. Like it's an, part of the excitement of going to an arcade, even if you're going to play a game that you own at home uh-huh. is to play against people you don't know. Exactly. But most of these games are single player. Wow. These mobile games. Yeah. Like, so even if you're going for the community aspect, that's not there. either. Like you can't do that. Like yeah. there's no possible way that you oh, can there use. are racing games, too. Oh, so those are still there. Like OK, the sit down and race. So four types of games. Wow. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like an accounting firm went through and audited their entire business and was like, listen, these games don't make any money. You can save money by licensing these mobile games mm-hmm. and just throwing them into a cabinet instead of like paying for a fully fleshed out game that people yeah. play with joysticks and buttons. Like it just reeks of like budget cuts. And when Dave and Buster's was first a thing, mm-hmm. I remember it was mostly like people around our age going. Cause we were yeah. like the old school arcade goers. Yeah. We're like, Hey, arcades again. Cool. Yeah. But now it's definitely like Chuck E. Cheese age. Oh, like it's all little kids because they play the mobile games. I, uh... so they want to go to this place to play the games they play at home so yeah. that they can win tickets. That's some bullshit. Yeah. 
I'm old. I mean, we're the same age. Or, yeah, we're the Roughly, same age. Right? Yeah. yeah. I am old enough to remember a time when Dave and Buster's had two sides. One was the shooting slash driving slash mm-hmm. arcade, like real arcade games with joysticks. Like, yep. You had like at least two or three Street Fighter machines, like two or three like Marvel versus Capcom machines, mm-hmm. the Mortal Kombat, like everything. And, and you even had some of the older games like. Uh, I forgot what the game is with the airplanes and you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the side scrolling airplane shooter like game. Radius and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that. But I mean, it was more like, you know, there was like a world war two one yeah, and, yeah. and there was one with like a futuristic jets and whatever. Like I'm old enough to remember Dave and Buster's having those things. And then the ticketed side of the business yes. was dramatically smaller. I would say, I mean, it was confined to a smaller area. Mm-hmm. I remember. And things were much like they were much denser in terms of how they packed those things into that small space. Mm-hmm. And I could name the, the name of the, those games, like off the top of my head, there's the token one where you have to knock the tokens down to get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the spinning wheel one, which is kind of like price is right, but just with a digital wheel and like Plinko and yeah, like you could, you could identify those games very quickly, very mm-hmm. easily. And if that sucks that now that it's kind of switched over yeah. and it's all just ticket based. Cause <sighs> Kids are dumb. Let's face it. Um, they, I mean, they can be like they can be persuaded into thinking that the, that the things that they get from those tickets at the store or you know at Dave and Buster's yeah. or at Chuck E. Cheese are gold. Yep. But you see that shit and you're just like, you maybe paid five hundred dollars for all of this, right? It's just like it's so clear that this is a scam. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it is. I'm it's, still bitter. <laughs> it's obnoxious. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of that at all. That sucks. Yeah. Well. Now the only arcades we go to are like barcades. Basically. They're the yeah. only ones that actually have real arcade games. It's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, my other freak out is that the CW released a trailer for their Batwoman series. Yep. I don't know if you watched it. I did. Wow. What a train wreck. You go first. <laughs> okay. So there's so many problems in this. <laughs> I already had a freak out in the past about just how bad the character was in the Elseworlds crossover. I did not see that, so I'm not sure. Okay. So uh, Ruby Rose Mm -hmm. playing Batwoman was not good. And I wasn't sure if it was her or if it was the writing. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of landed on it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And the character itself in the Elseworlds thing wasn't really in it that long. Like maybe five or six minutes so i didn't really get a huge taste for it anyway i was like this this could be any number of factors that this just didn't work out well okay then i watched this trailer uh-huh. and that has not only not restored my faith but actually like taking it down a notch <laughs> because there's so many things wrong with this one it's a bad portrayal of the character she's such a better character than we're getting right here but also the weird like misfire at feminism okay the weird misfire is so bad the the stuff so the stuff and if you look on youtube like this is a common opinion i think because the downvotes compared to the upvotes on this trailer are like at least three or four to one wow yeah it is not being received well yeah that's not good so there's a couple lines in the trailer that are just like terrible Uh there's this one part where she asks Luke Fox, who's like the son of Lucius Fox, uh-huh. who eventually in the comics becomes Batwing. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though I can't see this character ever becoming Batwing because yeah. they made him like wimpy 
Yeah. Like he's, I don't know. He's just like too dorky. Yeah. Like you can, you don't have to be a, like, you can make him a cool guy. Yeah. He can still be smart and cool. Yeah. Why is that not an option? <laughs> All of a sudden, as soon as somebody's smart, they become like, like we a little can, dorky. Yeah. Like on Arrow, it's the same thing. Felicity was the same way. Yeah. Mr. Terrific was the same way. It's like people aren't capable of, of digesting both at the same time. It's yeah. strange. But that aside, uh, he says, She's like, oh, I need you to fix up the suit for me, the Batman suit, when she stumbles upon the cave. Uh-huh. And he goes, this suit is literal perfection. And uh-huh. her response is, it will be when it fits a woman. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, is that where we're going with this? Uh-huh. And if there was one line, I'm like, I'll let it slide. The trailer progresses, and we get to a certain point where she's going around in the modified Batman suit, and it's not obvious who she is because yeah. it's just the modification. You can't see, like, the hair or anything. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. very clearly, like, still the Batman suit. She's just wearing it. Yeah. And at one point, she gets mad that people think that she's Batman, <laughs> even though she's just wearing Batman's suit. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm not about to let a man take credit for a woman's work. Yeah, that was, like, right at the end, right? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So... You stumble upon his cave, mm-hmm. find his suit and his gadgets. Yeah. You take all that and, and his then, name. Yeah. And then and know. then it's your work. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is a little bit. And it's not even that it's a woman doing it to a man. It's that anyone is doing it to Batman for me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that is one. Don't say that line because mm-hmm. that is such a like I said, misfire at feminism. Yeah. You do not. And I don't know why people feel the need to do this. You do not have to put down one gender to build up the other. Yeah. Just be strong. Yeah. On or, your own. Or just say, like, I can do it better or something like that. Or, or I can do it my own way. Yeah. And, and if, if you really don't want anyone taking credit for your work, uh-huh. go be a different character. Yeah. Don't be one based on another one. Yeah. Literally taking everything from the Yes. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. So now here's one question that I had. So in the trailer, she says that she's like related to Bruce Wayne. That is true. That's an actual thing. Martha Wayne's maiden name is Kane. Oh, okay. So it's definitely like a thing. So they are cousins. Yes. Okay. Because my only sort of like, I don't, I haven't read too much of the Batwoman uh, comics. My only exposure to her was the animated uh, movie, uh, Bad Blood. They've definitely revamped the character and stuff in modern years. Okay. But yeah, in in the current continuity yeah they are cousins i like ruby rose i think i i liked her from john wick too so that kind of she was fine in that but she also doesn't talk that's yeah that's true i mean i that that's what made me think like oh yeah maybe she could do a bad woman you know because she has sort of those action chops i guess you could say i did kind of pick up on those sort of miss like as you said the misfires in feminism where you know she's kind of co-opting the character and instead of just making it uh, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain it. Like it just feels like, yeah. what are you doing? Like you're literally repurposing just about everything. Mm-hmm. And another question that I had was well, like, where is Bruce Wayne? The, yeah. That's another strange part. Like why is the bat cave in mothballs? I, I guess I could, you know, sort of like understand like, oh, maybe she knew how to open it by, you know, a chance encounter. Or, like that was all kind of strange to me. I was mm-hmm. just like, maybe I just don't know enough about this character to appreciate this. So maybe it's just another thing that was kind of weird to me. It was very weird. I, I thought the the final shot where, you know, you see her hair and everything. That was cool. It looks fine. Yeah. But that's that's it. Yeah. 
I have no problem with the way anything looks in the show. Was it picked up? Like, oh, for yeah, an it's going to series. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. This was the trailer for the, the whole thing. Whole thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess I'll watch it. Uh, like, with the CW stuff, it's so hard. Like, I feel like if I'm not invested in just from the jump, like, that's what happened to me with Arrow. Like, I tried to jump into it, I think, after like three seasons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, too far behind. Like, I'm so far behind. Like, there's so much to watch. Oh, this beginning is kind of boring. Like, I was just like, as as much as you guys praise it and as other people have said that it was great TV, I was just like, oh, there's just so much to get through. Well, it was. Yeah. It's not so much anymore. Right. But to be fair, the Arrow pilot's kind of laughable, too, honestly. It was kind of like a slog to get through. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was laughing at a lot of the dumb stuff in it. Mm. But I, it did get better. And then it was definitely on a slope. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe I won't watch it. I don't know. We'll see. All right. A few news items before we move on. Uh, First of all, CBS has revealed at their recent upfronts the title for Patrick Stewart's upcoming series, Star Trek Picard. No surprise to anybody. So I'm not like I don't have the necessary knowledge to appreciate the hype behind this. So please explain. Okay. Reprising his role as the venerable Captain Jean-Luc Picard, which he played for seven seasons on Star Trek The Next Generation, the series will follow the iconic character in the next chapter of his life. So there's a lot of hype around this for a few reasons. Mm. One, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation is one of the most fondly remembered versions of Star Trek. Yeah. And Captain Picard is arguably the best captain on any Star Trek show. I think anybody... In our age group would agree. Yeah. There are people that will say Kirk is the best captain. I think that's the last generation, though. Yeah. Like, to be honest. like Yeah, we're the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Let's go home. All right. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. There's the fact that Star Trek Discovery has kind of gotten mixed mm. reviews. Yeah. There's the fact that the J.J. Abrams verse isn't the Trek we're familiar with. Yeah. And we really haven't had good, quote, unquote, classic proper trek since like voyager like there's an appetite for it yeah like that that whole universe of next gen ds9 and voyager was like a really top tier trek time yeah and then it all kind of just went away at the same time Mm -hmm. and we got nothing until abrams and discovery Mm -hmm. and now with them doing some sort of a picard series it's like is this going to be a return to classic trek that we all love is this what we wanted the whole time so was there ever a, like i'm not admittedly not like a big star trek guy mm-hmm. so was at the end of the next generation did picard retire like did he stop being a captain no uh so there was the end of that but then they also did a bunch of movies okay just like the original series uh-huh. did and at no point is he like oh i'm done so this could conceivably just be him continuing with a new crew or he will not be so they haven't said a ton ton about the plot uh there is the theory or the thought that he's not on good terms with starfleet necessarily so there i don't really know all the story stuff of it but i almost don't care like Mm -hmm. just give me give me Picard back. Just put it directly into my veins. And and he he's never like he's been offered many things to kind of return to Star Trek and has yeah. always been like but why? Right. Like we did it for 7 seasons and then a whole bunch of movies and then we left and it it, it was great. Yeah. But I guess when he was shown this stuff he was really excited oh. about 
the way that they were progressing with like the next phase of his life. Like, and they're not just doing the same thing over again. Okay. So he got excited to like hop back into the character and explore a different part of him. That's good. Yeah. I mean, whenever the actor is excited about exploring another aspect of whatever character they were playing, I mean, just to have that enthusiasm behind it is important. Yeah. So I'm not expecting next generation again. Okay. I'm expecting to see Picard again. Uh huh. And we might not even see any of the other crew from next gen or anything like that, but I just, I want it. <laughs> I want yeah. it. I was so let down by discovery that I was like, give me something I would like. Cause I'm a huge star Trek fan. Discovery is the most recent one. It is. Yep. The one with like Michelle Yeoh yep. and the girl from the walking dead. I yeah. I didn't, name. I haven't bothered watching season two yet. Okay. I've heard it gets a lot better, Uh huh. but season one was tough for me. So I don't yeah. know. Star Trek was always hard for me. Like it was just one. I think they played it at an awkward time. So I like mm-hmm. the timetables are all screwed up because I was, you know, I, I grew up in Hawaii. So it's like whatever you think about when things aired here, they did not air at the same time. Right. Right. Like we watched football in the morning, which is fucking weird. That is strange. But Star Trek, for the most part, aired like when it was in syndication, which is the only time I could watch it. Mm-hmm. It aired during awkward times. So like it was like middle of the day or like. I had like a, like a something to do. And so like, it was never on at a good time. Mm. And like, I had friends who were like, man, this is so awesome. Like you need to watch this show. And I'm like, I don't know how, like (laughs) there's literally no way for me to watch it. And this is like back when like VCRs were pretty much the only way that you could record TV. And I mean, my parents were like, no, like you can record some things, but not others. And like, I guess my dad just saw like, the net or star trek as like one of those things where we don't have enough tapes to record mm, all this yeah so just forget about it watch something else so this kind of like star trek for me was kind of like a victim of scheduling yeah. i guess but i would really like to maybe dip my toes like that's that's the thing too like if i get addicted to something now that's horrible it feels overwhelming yeah yeah so i mean it's only seven seasons <laughs> oh oh <laughs> oh that's maybe just like two months of my life no problem yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But I think it is all on Amazon Prime, if oh. I'm not mistaken. And it might be on Netflix as well, but I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Prime. I'm oh. almost certain it's on Amazon Prime. Mm. Well, maybe. And I do have all the Blu-rays of the remastered. So, <laughs> just saying. Uh, next, originally announced at the tail end of last year's crossover event, the CW has given more details on its upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. This time, the entire Arrowverse will take part in the story. Of course, Arrow and The Flash will be included in addition to Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and the recently ordered Batwoman, who debuted in last year's Elseworlds event. Three episodes will air in December, with the two concluding episodes arriving in January. Again, not something that I'm sure that I need. Yeah. I was perfectly fine with the animated Crisis of Infinite Earths. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not like, ooh, I need to see that. Gabriel Luna is once again suiting up as Marvel's Ghost Rider, but this time for Hulu and the character's own series. Despite Luna having previously played Ghost Rider on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., sources stress that this will be a completely new iteration of the character, in no way connected to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. So this is the Ghost Rider with like the charger, like the mm-hmm. car. So it's right? not Johnny Blaze. Okay, so yeah, like the, the, the one I remember from Agents Shield. Okay, yep. so it's the same character, but they're distancing from that. Okay, because I think they're like we're gonna run into issues plot wise 
if we just say that everything there happened that also affects this story. So sort of like tangentially related, did they announce this after they announced that Disney had acquired full control of Hulu? I don't know what the, I think the timing was actually before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause they had announced a bunch of series for Marvel. Yeah. On Hulu. That kind of makes sense now. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, I love the artwork for that. This ghost rider that I've seen, mm-hmm. cause it looks like it looks more aggressive if that's even possible. Yeah. Right. I mean, a guy with a flaming head made to look <laughs> more aggressive and cooler, I think yeah. is just like, it's, it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> But I mean, like he has like these kind of like, I, I forget what the weapon is, but it kind of looks like two daggers that are chained together and like the mask is sharper. Like it's more angled, mm-hmm. you know, and like the fire. Well, it's not even a mask. Oh, it's not? No. Oh. No. So do you, how much do you know about Ghost Rider? Well, I know the original Ghost Rider was like, like it's just his flaming head. It's the same thing. Oh. Yeah. So he's still possessed by the, it's the same actual demon. Oh, okay. And it goes from person to person. Oh, okay. So this is just the, the demon that was in Johnny Blaze is now in him. Okay. And it's the same thing where like his head becomes a skull. Well, then his but skull it's a is more, fucking awesome. It looking. is a more <laughs> angular looking skull. So yeah. it doesn't look exactly the same. It looks like a mask. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. it's more angular, somehow more aggressive. Like it looks cooler. Like the fact that he drives a car instead of a bike is yeah. also kind of something new. So uh, I'm probably going to check it out. He did a really good job on shield too. So yeah, I think I saw one episode with him. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, Oh, this is kind of cool. I liked him a lot. Yeah. yeah. This will be cool. At least I think it will. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Though they waited till what seemed like the last possible minute, Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi series The Orville will return for a third season on Fox. The renewal was not unexpected as the third season was approved for a $15.8 million tax credit, as well as receiving strong support from the network. Created, written by, and starring MacFarlane, the show set 400 years in the future follows the adventures of the USS Orville as its human and alien crew tackles the battles, politics and workplace drama of galactic travel so this is not only good news for the show but also for the good news for the podcast too yeah so it's um we were i mean we had just started quantum drive and then there were some people like oh no is orville not gonna get renewed we were like oh no (laughs) but on one hand it's like having an end date for a podcast isn't the worst thing in the world that's like knowing that there's a set amount of shows you're doing and then you can either like decrease your workload or move on to something else I wouldn't have done the show if I didn't love the Orville. Mm-hmm. That was the really, it wasn't like, Hey, I need another podcast under my belt. <laughs> I need more it, work. To it do. was, I want to talk about this show because this show feels like the next gen era of Trek mm. more than discovery does. It starts off very comedic leaning and it's kind of grown up over time. Yeah. You kind of talked about that in the yeah. past episode. And yeah. And that's... Seth kind of said, he said in interviews that, subconsciously he thinks this is the show he wanted to make oh. but nobody would buy a drama from seth mcfarlane <laughs> okay yeah, so I mean, he yeah. started off and he presented it as a comedy and then over time it's organically just matured into the show that he kind of wanted to make all along yeah and there's still comedy bits in there mm-hmm. people still don't talk the way they do in star trek they're not as formal and kind of pseudo military mm-hmm. it's a lot like a workplace office play like they'll talk to each other just like we do okay so even though it's 400 years in the future language hasn't changed a whole lot (laughs) okay but it's i i really enjoy it they've they've gotten really really good in season two they're exploring a lot of like the ethical sci-fi questions and whatnot Mm -hmm. really like it so it it does mean more quantum drive for us too so it's kind of a win-win 
That's awesome. Yeah. Good to hear. I love it. Adult Swim has announced that Rick and Morty are, well, I'll just let them tell you. We've got a big announcement to make. Morty, do you want to make the announcement? Or, or? No, 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 no. I, 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 I don't want to make the announcement. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Everybody, uh, Rick and Morty is back. Brand new season four in November 2019, this year. We're going to do it this year, 2019. Man, I can't believe we're back. We're going to be back, I mean, in 2019 of November. That's right. We're going to be back. Yay. Yay. Co-creators Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon will return for the fourth season, of which no other details have been released. So there was one detail that was released more recently. Yeah. And it's that the creators of the show have offered Kanye his own episode. Oh, no. Yeah. So (laughs) for those of you who are not aware, Kanye West is actually a big fan of Rick and Morty. And because he's actually appeared on the show before as kind of like a cultural reference that was mm-hmm. shoehorned not really shoehorned but he was he was a cultural reference that was put into the show for comedic effect but since finding out that he's such a big fan of the show the creators have been like hey we'll give you your own episode that's hilarious and i'm not a hundred percent sure if they're being serious yeah but in the aftermath of that announcement my feed was lit up for an entire day of just like please do not <laughs> give kanye his own episode of rick and morty this is stupid it and is stupid. I tend and that's to agree. Why they should do it? I, no, I tend to agree that they should not give him. His oh, own really? Episode. So, like, Kanye's arc has been kind of like his story arc has been more of a drama than it's been real life. That's true. Like he's kind of like he's gone from like musician to eccentric to like the background cast of the Kardashian show, and then he had that point where he's like, "I respect Donald Trump. Like he's a god." Which was like, oh, okay, something's clearly wrong here. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he is messed up. Yeah, and then now he's kind of fallen into the, not fallen, but he's kind of reinvented himself. Like, he has sort of like this, like, almost like Christian vibe to him. Mm-hmm. His Currently, his most popular outlet for a creativity is his Sunday service, which is like this sort of pseudo church atmosphere. Oh, they played some stuff on Stern, yeah. Yeah, That's and hilarious. so, like, it's really just they gather in the hills they wear white and then just, you know, sing and, you know, they do, they do sort of like praise ish type of stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it definitely just feels manufactured. It doesn't feel like church, you know, like yeah, yeah. I've been to church. Church is never that entertaining. So the idea that you want to give this version of Kanye his own episode of a comedic animated yeah, now TV probably show, not the right time. Yeah. He, it's going to become, it's either going to become a platform or it's just not going to fit the vibe with the rest of the show. Right. Like, they might just be saying that we'll make an episode about Kanye, mm. and then we'll get him to voice himself or something. But if you give him full creative control of that one episode, that one episode is just going to go off the rails. for And probably cost them way too much money. Yeah, because he his creativity knows no limits. Like, he'll just... He will out-budget that show in yeah, one episode. Like, it's true. ridiculous. So, I mean, please do not give Kanye his own episode. Just let him sing in the Hollywood Hills and do his thing, <laughs> selling his shitty merch. I don't know. Like, yeah, let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> Originally slated for this year's Christmas season, Sony Pictures and Mattel Films have set a release date of March 5th, 2021 for Masters of the Universe. Awesome. <laughs> Noah Centineo is set to play He-Man in the live action adaptation to be directed Who? by Adam and Aaron Nee. I didn't know who he was either. 
he is like a 23 year old guy is he is he muscular ish so he's got like he's got two or three years to put on that muscle so i remember masters of the universe like the real old one mm-hmm. and that was campy enough to be good yeah are they going to do campy or are they going to try to be like serious no idea whatsoever yeah i don't know the fact that i said who when you announced who yeah. was playing he-man is not i mean i don't think it bodes well I think if you're going to make a movie about a guy whose literal superpower is muscles. <laughs> if you're not getting like a Dolph Lundgren type, then it is odd. Like if it's not like the guy from Creed, like Dolph Lundgren's son in Creed, yeah, you know, yeah. that guy, the boxer. If it's not somebody like him who I can immediately recognize as somebody who is ultra physically fit and mm-hmm. has like muscles on top of muscles. I don't know. I and mean, they've done it- other iterations of He-Man, the character, as well, where he's mm-hmm. not, like, as muscle-bound. Oh, really? Either. Yeah. I don't remember those. Yeah. They weren't good. That's oh, why. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Warner Brothers has announced that the upcoming James Wan-produced reboot of Mortal Kombat will be released on March 5th, 2021. Wow. The same day as Masters of the Universe. I know what I'm going to see. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm going to see. And it's not Masters of the Universe. I am not sold on either yet because I want He-Man to win. <laughs> I I mean, I like the Mortal Kombat movie from the 90s is just it it hits a place in my heart <laughs> that is that is also occupied by the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a movie that is so good because it is so bad. Mm-hmm. And I like I treasure it. Like I hear the Mortal Kombat sound like I had it. I had the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. It was one of the few like non-classical CDs that my parents allowed me to own. Yeah. Because it was mostly there was no vocals. It was just like techno and house music. But you hear that from the beginning. Mortal Kombat. Like you just want to fight somebody. Yeah. Like you hear it and you're just like, you get over here. Like (laughs) it's incredible. Like it just it hits a place in my soul that just if this movie sucks. I will kill people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is so near and dear to my heart that I want the nineties version to be the one that just exists they just into perpetuity. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden James Wan's like, I just really like that other one. So we're just going to re-release that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to re-release it with Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of our news, but it's not the end of our show because I have a treat for everybody. So I was recently at uh, PAX mm-hmm. this year, did all my coverage and all that stuff. Um, but to start this story off, I have to jump back all the way to San Diego Comic-Con of last summer because there I interviewed Troy Baker mm-hmm. and we talked about Retro Replay, which is the show he does on YouTube now with Nolan North. Uh-huh. And during that interview, I told Troy that I had a gift for him. I didn't have it with me, but I was going to send it to him if he wanted it. Right. And that was the original E.T. Atari cartridge that I've had for over 20 years. Okay. So I had it from the time I was a kid. And then I have still like a bag of Atari games. Wow. So it's like not even something that you bought recently. No, no. This is the one I had growing up. Okay. So like giving it away was not even easy. Uh Uh-huh. How many people have an ET Atari game to begin with? Yeah. Let alone one that was the exact one that they had uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. But I then rationalized it by saying, it's been sitting in this bag <laughs> for how many years? What am I actually going to do with it? Like, there might be more value to it. I feel like they're going to get 
more <laughs> out mm-hmm. of it at this point than I would yeah. by it sitting in storage. So when I went to Baxi's this year, I got some time to sit down with Troy and Nolan, and we did roughly a 20-minute interview. And that's what I'm going to play for you guys in just a moment. But during that interview, I do give them the E.T. cartridge, mm-hmm. as well as I know Nolan is a Star Wars fan. Uh-huh. And I brought my copy of Empire Strikes Back Atari game. Wow. And gave him that as well. Wow. So they basically owe you their soul. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but they were very appreciative. And I, I, I was happy that uh, they appreciated it. That must have been an awesome moment. It was super cool. But people will get to hear that in just a moment. Also, during or afterwards, we went to Retro Replay Live, which is nice. a show that they started doing. They're doing the YouTube one, but now they're also doing it at cons. Uh-huh. And it is like a show. Like, it's really funny. It's very well done. Very, very entertaining. And they live streamed it on Twitch. Cool. So I was in the audience for that and was not expecting to, like, get a shout out during the show. Nice. Which, since they aired it on Twitch, uh-huh. I was able to pull the audio from. Awesome. So they were talking about the fact that I gave them the E.T. cartridge, and here you go. There's a lot of, of movies that have become games. Uh, we actually held in our hands this morning. We were talking to, Robbie, are you here? Bingo, there he is. There he is. Yeah. He gave us, he gave us, idiot, his original Atari cartridge for E.T. And Empire's... And Empire Strikes Back. Ah, yes. We are absolutely going to play that game on the show. Um, because Six people are like, oh, just bringing it up is fine. Yeah, there's none of that in there, by the way. There's none of that. There's nothing you even... It is a brown pixel moving across a black screen. Yeah. That's awesome. It is the worst game ever made (laughs) and you know for that very reason you know like you said like it's so impossible to give things up that you've held on for so Mm -hmm. long i have so much trouble donating clothes that i've had for more Mm -hmm. than like a year yeah and the fact that you've had that for more than almost two decades and you were able to give it to somebody and have it impart value on their thing Mm mm-hmm is incredible. Mm. Like, remember how, like, like a couple months ago, I screenshotted Lewis Tan liking my comment right, on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Like, I shared it with so many people, and they're like, all right, relax. <laughs> this this is like that, but, like, magnified to 10,000. Like, mm-hmm. that's intense. Like, you're able to impart upon them property that they were able to take and then make more content for themselves. Mm-hmm. Who cares if the game sucks? Like, that's what it's going to become something yeah, great. It becomes yeah. something bigger than it is yeah. based on the the platform that they have. Mm-hmm. So that's Which is in- the exact reason that I gave it away. And that's incredible. And if you watch any of the recent episodes of Retro Replay, it is there. You can oh. see it and it is prominently placed. Good. So uh, I think it's been on the last like two or three. Uh-huh. They do three different camera angles. They do the two shot. And they do the single shots of Troy and Nolan. Uh-huh. When they're on a single shot of Nolan is the easiest time to see it because it is directly behind his head. Oh, like right over his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. And you can see E.T. You see three Atari games there. Uh-huh. For a while, they only had the Spider-Man game there because it is notorviously the game Nolan hates the most. Okay. Because he got so frustrated <laughs> with that game. And now it's like a meme on the show. But they now have the Spider-Man game there. They have E.T. And the label E.T. is so easy to read Uh because it's the black and red. Okay. And then they have the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back there as well. That's awesome. So all three of those games are just like right there. And I was like, oh, that's that's my game. Also, did I catch that they called you Bobby? 
I think they might have. I thought he said either Bobby or Robbie, which is weird too because my family calls me Bobby. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's it. So, when I when I talk to myself in my head, uh-huh. I'm Bobby. So they're basically family now, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, incredible guys breakthrough time. <laughs> <laughs> We've just adopted two people. <laughs> Yay. Well, okay. they've adopted us. I don't know what's going on. So like I mentioned, uh, I did sit down with them for about 20 minutes and just kind of talked about retro replay and literally like this was the easiest interview I've ever had to do uh-huh. because I think I maybe asked two questions and then I just watched Troy and Nolan do what they do. Yeah. And it's always entertaining. That's awesome. So you guys can enjoy that now. So so retro replay things, of course, uh, you guys are doing it today at PAX. Yeah doing it live when when did it start when did the idea kind of germinate when do any when did it germinate when did it become a fungus Uh, and grow on us well i just i remember petri dish i remember not wiping for about four days straight yeah we're like i I think we have a youtube show (laughs) this could be a show uh and then we came up with retro and then it became no that was a different show giving it a title was the hardest part look we nolan and i have worked together on different projects over the years and you you get to know somebody, but only like on a certain level. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were doing the press tour for Uncharted. And if you're on the road with someone that you can't hang with, that road gets real long, real fast. So I think we're at the Langham Hotel in London. We're kicking back old fashions, and it just became a great hang. And I was like, this is like a like the conversation that we're having was incredible. Like, this yeah. is like a podcast. Like we should find a way to do this. And next thing you know, we're we're talking to uh, our producing partners, Drew Lewis and PJ Harshman. We're like, let's put a camera on this. And we just sat down. And this gives me the chance to to go back and play through a lot of the games that I played or didn't get a chance to play as a kid. Sure. And he never played. Yeah, and thing, I think it was it was a, I think it was Drew actually. It was, it was like, what about old games or something? Games. And then it was retro games. And then PJ was like, yeah, we should. And we just it, you know, fortunately, we all got along and. I remember the first time we shot it. We just we didn't really know what it was. We didn't know what we were gonna do. He's like, "Well, let's just turn on the cameras and this see what happens." This couch is ugly. Why, why do we have a couch here? <laughs> yeah. That's that's this color. And then we found it. We found part of it in the edit because you watch back the first time. He's like, "Oh," and then you put that out there, and then you put it in the hands of the community, and that community starts proliferating and grow, and they tell you what the show is. Mm. Yeah. Um, and they tell you your catchphrases. Yeah, they, they're like, that, they that's funny. Pull. That's not funny. We love more of this. And you start doing it. So it's this really kind of, it becomes its own organism. And you add yeah, it together. Yeah, the community, I've noticed, has grown real quick around it. And congrats <laughs> on hitting 100K. Thanks, man. Recently. Thank you. That, that, was, that was very cool. It was a cool moment. I think Troy actually captured it on his phone. Didn't you think that? Yeah. The actual turnover, the numbers. The rolling was- over. There's a there's a great book of short stories that uh, David Benioff wrote called When the Nines Roll Over, and it talks about the kid going on a road trip in his dad's car uh, as it crosses over from 999,000 miles. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's the, it, it's a significant thing to cross over, because now you're it's, it's, it's terra incognita for us, and it was, it was an internal milestone because we have watched this thing grow from, you know, embryonic to crawling to now starting to walk. Sure. I just wanted the plaque. Yeah, I want that plaque, too. It's like, we, you've uh, done anything until YouTube gives cool. you something. Yeah. But the, what's, what's funny to me is that besides the numbers, like, it always, when we do our live chat every Thursday, because right, 30 minutes before the episode airs, because we air 4 p.m. on Pacific, Pacific uh, but 30 minutes before, everybody kind of gets into mm-hmm. the theater together. And it's the one theater where it's okay to talk in the theater. 
and we just everyone goes oh my god this is the week that i'm having and we've we've heard people say everything from i've got bullied to uh which is far too big of a conversation and they start defending um, each other and to, yeah like yeah. really supportive of each other um someone one guy's, lost a oh, family some, member family mm-hmm. yeah we had somebody who had illnesses we had someone with cancer yeah we had uh with uh, somebody who's um, does some great artwork uh basically just you know his own it's not commission or anything he does artwork you know us on the couch does all his own stuff and he puts it up there and people love it and i think at one week somebody made a you know kind of a harsh comment about it and the whole community just rushed to him it's and like hey like, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't like we're gonna meet you with violence it was hey that's not what we do here yeah and it yeah. was kind of like that's it's an incredibly positive community and it makes that aside from the hundred thousand it, it still feels like we have our it's like cheers and we've got our norm and our cliff and our yeah. sam and all and all of our you know we've got yeah our people so it continues after too because i'm in the discord yeah for yeah. the show and it's unbelievable like right after the show that place blows up and everybody's just talking about the show still Dude, after they've left the channel yeah. we get done with the the yeah. live chat I, we, I can show you after i kind of <laughs> want that because we get done with it we're like hmm. it's the highlight of our week i always just watch it and i see after the show ends it just seems like the just the you know people who are live chatting just goes goes numbers go down well because it shuts off yeah like i stay in there until the lights go out you know yeah. and then it's like all right we're gonna watch it. and then it brings up some random episode from like you know last site last season or whatever yeah are there games on your horizon that you're looking forward to dude all of them constantly all of them yeah, all of them. yeah no we're always always looking for you no know, we get a lot drew comes up with a lot of them and uh the community obviously you know, we will poll from time to time. Yeah, they became what do you a, want to see. Well, we really we poll at the end of every episode because right. it's it, that became a thing. Where it was like, what do we play next? That was not something like here's a catchphrase. It's like I, we don't know what do you it's guys a want g- us to genuine do? It's a genuine question. What, what do we, we play next? Yeah, and there's nothing greater than when someone goes, I forgot about that game, or this was the my favorite game. Um, what was the one uh, helmet? Um, the Sega game that was. I'm talking about mm, with the helmets. All you wear all the, all the different helmets, huh? What are you talking about? I'm they, thinking Altered Beast when you say that, even though I know it's not helmets. Right, it's more that's, like that's one of our favorites, huh? <laughs> no, where he wore all the different helmets, uh, and like you could ram into stuff. Uh, Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus, huh? Kid Alex, we even played Kid yeah. Alex. Yeah, that's one where he had all the different helmets. Anyway, the reason why I say that, <laughs> never played Kid Alex. Played Kid Icarus. No, Kid Icarus was fun. What are, we, what are we thinking of? Whatever. It was something that, like, even a friend of mine was... Kid Chameleon, thank you. Okay. Um, was like, that was my favorite game growing up. And the reason why was because he sat and he played with his brother. And he could tell me the stories that they had. And I was like, that's our show. It has nothing to do with the game. It has everything to do with when we sit on that couch and we start to play a game, the conversations that come flying at us off the screen and the memories that are like... In every episode, there's at least one time where he's like, oh my God, I completely forgot about this. And we'll talk about stuff that happened to us in our life that has kind of informed who we are as adults. Things mm. that happened to us as kids inform who we are as adults. And I like what Troy always says. that We, we try to like never get off the couch until we learn something new about right. each other and... It happens all too often. Yeah. I don't know that about you. Which is encouraging that after 40 episodes, 
I'm yeah. so like, I did not know that about like, you. Like Troy has 11 toes, you know? 10 and a half. That's a dirty glass. <laughs> 10 and a half. It's iced. No, he has 11 toes. The, the sad thing, though, it's not like six and five. It's, it's, it's He got the seven, four combo. It's yeah, gross. So it's like <laughs> seven, four. It's, it's seven and a half and three and three quarters, but I go ahead and round it up. And one's just a nail. It's kind of <laughs> That's a, just a talent. little toenail. And I love that I'm like, the only one it's, like it's like a Great Pyrenees dew claw. Just this thing halfway up his calf. <laughs> I digress. Where did, where, did I, where did we go how did, wrong? How did you get into that? Yeah, this is the show, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just how watching. How did you get into that? You mean the tangents? Mm. Uh, so the show games. should be called Tangents. I did promise you something in San Diego What's last that? summer. I promised you that I have an Atari game. Oh, shit. What do you have? I don't remember this. I brought it. What is it? It is. It's the game. Spider-Man? Not. No, no, no. Oh, it's you had the Holy e. Grail. Shut I promised your I would deliver. Wow. I Holy crap. So We're you brought me the E.T. cartridge. I did. How did you get this? I have had it from when I first had the Atari 2600 way back. Bro, I'm older than you and you have this. You don't understand. This is far and away. This is... Uh, this is the Ishtar oh, of, of games. Oh, Spider-Man is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it is the worst designed, obvious cash grab ever. And it's just... Because it, it wasn't originally... How long did he... T- he had it like, was made in two weeks. It's the two first weeks. licensed video game ever from a movie. And that kind of set the bar. It's like, yeah. this is what we do. You we take, need, why don't we play this? We can make an episode out of it, but it will be... I, I would love to do an episode of All something right. that was... A, a, let's look at a game that was made in two weeks. Two weeks. And it shows. It well. really does. And because you're a big Star Wars fan, I also brought... What did you have? Empire here? Strikes oh. Back. Well, it's the best one. Dude. I think we've been over that. It's the best one of all the movies. Not a Christmas movie, though. <laughs> Not a Christmas movie. Just kidding. Little known fact, it is. Because <laughs> well, there's snow, it was. Yeah, if you look real it close, opens on the hot. If you look real close behind one of the tauntauns, it's an elf. It's an elf. It's, it's a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas tree. It's an abominable snowman. It's Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. And I swear, at one point, <laughs> I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Although that thing that tried to eat Luke Skywalker at the beginning kind of looks like. I'm saying uh, the snow, he's an abominable snowman. It looks like the bumble. It's like Zooks Oh, you're talking like you're going. What, yeah. what are the not Sid and Marty Croft? Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cor- <laughs> Cornelius. Cornelius. The Bumble. <laughs> say, that's what he is. They, they, that's what Han Solo cuts open. Cuts open the Tauntaun. The Tauntaun. But, but remember, it was the Bumble that that hung Luke upside down. Okay, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really don't know what's happening. <laughs> the Wamba. Uh, yeah, Wamba. It's it's a Bumble. It is a Bumble. This is Pax. It's very like, much a Bumble. Is this is Saturday? Yeah. So if if we we came in Thursday like at midnight, so if we were like on a normal schedule, we would have one more day. I, I don't. I woke up this morning. And you ever do like that blink sleep? Oh, absolutely. We're kind of just head pillow and open. And it's like it's not eight fifteen. I I had my alarm. I hit the snooze. That's the worst thing ever once. Invented. And then I was like, mm-hmm. How do I have a? 28 minute snooze button <laughs> I, I hit it like three more times I don't remember I the proof the proof that there is a devil is that the snooze button is everywhere and that is because that is that is evidence of of the the dark prince of of Lord Satan <laughs> because on every phone there will be a thing that will make you late for work like, are you snooze oh. users 
I'm not a snooze user. You're not? You I'm wake not. up just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed ready to go? I wouldn't say bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Oh, but, good morning, day. 7.15? Like, you set up your environment for success, so put the alarm clock on the other side of the room where I you did have, have to get up. The only and... thing that gets me out of bed is my bladder. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, get it's up. Like, and I, get and up. I, I literally sit there going... Maybe I'll just piss them. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the morning Maybe I'll where just, I go, you know yeah. what? Just let it happen. And you like to hurry. But you, my you wife turn will make over. me clean it. And I'm just like, I don't want to clean up my piss. <laughs> Not my piss. I'm Not willing anybody. to do somebody else's. Somebody else's. But when it's fun. your own, that's where I draw the line. You're avoiding the day already. You don't yeah. need another chore as soon as you wake up. No, I got to clean. Always a, it's always a bad choice. Like, wait, wait, wait. Before I do this, did I have asparagus in the last 24 hours? That's just awful. Well, it is. Now it's warm. Ah, now it's cold. <laughs> Blanket. Just, you just roll over. Yeah, it's just just mm. diapers. I think we should have sleep diapers. I'm, I might come up with that. Something we they just have go. them. <laughs> uh, I, I hate to tell you that you're you're late to the market on that. They have those Do rubber they? sheets yeah. for sleep. Diapers. You'll be in them soon. What if I just got a, a roll of bounty and put it over my junk? Just let it go. It's kind of like a like a like a tampon for men. It is the quicker picker upper. It's like a tampon for men. It's like, what are you doing? I'm no, pissing. it's not. I'm pissing on Brawny. What's the sleeping position with that? There isn't one because on your you back, shouldn't do that. Rod up. No. Here's the thing. Take that you shit can't, to the bank. You can't compare that to a tampon. That is not at all what that's for. Well, it's, I'm taking this far too seriously. But well, is it the, the a, disparity it's a, it's of your a urine, It's a urine uh, sanitary napkin. But it's a but roll. But that's not what a tampon is. It's for a lot of piss. Absorption. <laughs> no. But there'll be like, you know. There's women. A bunch like, of ginger lumberjacks out at my door going, oh, yeah? Want to piss on us? Say, it's a brawny joke. Let's move on quickly. You're the host. <laughs> oh, my God. And we're back. So we're back in New England. Uh, yeah. Your old stomping grounds. Yeah, a lot of stomping. I dated a girl that, that thought it was stopping grounds. It's my old stopping grounds. Ooh. And I went, is that when you broke up? No. Um, this was just a woman she, you met at a she, truck stop. This is the same one who... Uh, Stucky she didn't, she didn't feel good And so she Her mom said Why don't you make some tea So she was making the tea She's boiling the water She brings out the, the box of tea And she's reading the instructions She goes Oh And walks out of the kitchen Goes into her bedroom Lies down in bed And pulls the covers over her head This is cannot be true And I stand I shit no, oh, shit no. you not I stand there and I go I'm looking at the tea And down the hall and So I walked down the hall And I was like Babe, what are you doing? She was like, I'm following the directions. And I went, what, what do you think the directions said? And she said, it clearly said, boil water and sleep covered for five to seven minutes. Sleep covered. And I went, it's steep. She goes, that's not a word. We need to break up. <laughs> but first, go drown yourself. <laughs> Even if it was sleep covered. What a weird time. It's like, I can take a five to seven minute nap while my teammate. How does this affect this? First like, well, that of makes all, sense. You, you need to sleep when you you're sick. <laughs> you don't steep tea for five to seven minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's the most it's ridiculous. Three part. minutes. <laughs> three minutes. Five to seven is far too bitter. Yes, You've I'm here from New England. I'm from New England. I'm back. I. Uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Attleboro, Mass., and then to Rhode Island. You grew up in Attleboro? Yeah, grew up in North Brawl. Attleboro. Are you serious? Right, yeah, right, no, right, right down the street. Dude, right down the street from Cape and Park Zoo. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to walk over to Tommy's Spa, get Penny Candy. You don't know what that is. A&W Root Beer, Dunkin' Donuts. Wicked good. Donkeys on every corner. Uh, then, Cumbies then, now. There you go. Donkeys? And then, uh, then, I, then as, as I got older, I went up to uh, Emerson for grad school. So I lived right yeah. here in Boston for uh, about a couple of years, so. 
Yeah, it's 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 it's. I don't get to come back very often. Um, I I enjoy Southern California weather more than anything. Um, it's not too bad this weekend, fortunately. What yeah. are you talking about? It was like thirty-two degrees. It was like it's it's spring. It's officially. Troy does spring. not like to see his own breath. Uh, no. I don't need to see memories of that. Memories of my breath. Memories of your breath. <laughs> oh, wow. Memories of my breath. Troy it's, learns it's a to one breathe through play his that skin. I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, what? Little known fact I have gills. Most people don't know that. Yeah. I don't like to see my own breath. I do it from the side. The Shape of Water 2, starring Troy Baker. No, man. Let's not talk about <laughs> fish guy sex. I love Guillermo del Toro, but that was like. That was weird, right? Dude, do you want to do you want to bang a, a fish? All I could think of was everything. Here's what you need to know about me. You want to know one fact? Everything can somehow be related to a South Park episode. Like what you just said? Yeah. That's going to be fish sticks. That's going to be tied back to Kanye being a big gay fish. I can tie anything you say somehow. It's like six degrees of seven, uh, Kevin Bacon. Sure. I can do I can one, do degree, six, of one degree of South Park. It's because South Park is one of the best things we've ever seen created. 22 episodes of like topical relevance. Seasons. What is that? Episodes? Episode, 22 seasons. 22 right? seasons, yeah. There's there's more than one season. By the, by the way, <laughs> oh, man. Troy is also remarkable at you can mention a scene, he'll tell you the name of the episode, what season, and what episode it was. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, make Love Light and Warcraft. Yeah. Season ten, episode five, I think. Okay. Wow, I knew you went deep, but no. Yeah, we've we've He doesn't go. This has been the best use of your time. It really in has, your entire so. journalistic career. This has been the apex. This is your like this. This is why I sat through hours of of it's over, you know. Class, it's over. yeah. This your is career nothing is nothing more I wanted this, to this do this weekend gonna, than this. This, this is, is going this is going to end way higher, bro. <laughs> no, don't Holy aim higher. Shit. Don't aim higher. Just quit. You know what? Just quit. <laughs> Walk out onto Tremont Street right there and just wait for a big truck and go, this is it. Sweet release. I've I done like everything that. that I wanted to do. say, you know, quitters never win, winners never quit. It's like, eh, you know what? I quit. I, I want to quit. I think I'm a winner <laughs> at quitting. It's things I don't like. Nobody quit ahead of me. <laughs> I, I quit first. first place quitter. <laughs> give me the give me the give me the gold uh, medal and I'll have it bronze. That's our motivational speech. How do I do you quit? <laughs> that's what you do right now. You quit and you you quit with all your heart. And I'd like to tell everybody who's listening, uh, apologize for Troy calling it Tremont Street. It's Tremont. I said Tremont. I said Tremont. I said Tremont. You said like Tremont. Trayvon Little. Yeah, you said Tremont. It's we can Tremont. play it back. It's Tremont. Don't do that. Tremont. It's Tremont. I got correct. People get into that. I, I had an argument with. Uh, I lost this argument, by the way. Uh, an argument with Ken Levine uh, about Houston Street. I was like, I'm I'm sorry to be this guy, but it is Houston. He's like, Oh no. He goes, Houston. What? He goes. I said it's Houston. He goes. I think you're wrong. Is like, Okay, I'm from Texas. It's Houston Street. He goes. I lived in New York and it's Houston and I've never felt more stupid in my life because he was like Soho south of Houston Street I went I did not know that's what that meant until right now so I will I will admit when I'm wrong I feel educated as do well. you I do again now. man you need to be we need, we're gonna walk out and expose <laughs> you to, there's like I feel like you've been the boy in the plastic bubble and come out I was like there's other people here <laughs> I feel like that about 20 to 30 times a day 20 to 30? Roughly. Wow, your life must be just like one wonderment after another. It really is. It's just it like, really is. Everything is what amazing. Is feeling on my face. You mean the breeze? <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Air moves? I found this machine where I push a small silver level and water just goes down the drain. The <laughs> toilet? Yes. Where does it go? Pencil? <laughs> Pencil. Pencil. What is that? A writing instrument? You can write with it too? Speaking of leaving your bubble, people should know <laughs> wow. that uh, YouTube.com slash... Retro Replay. 
You is got the show? Is that what it is? Isn't is it not? Yeah, it's YouTube slash retro replay show. Really? We don't, we don't have the vanity URL. You know it's yeah. the number. Wait, wait, wait. It's what? the second largest search engine in the world. Go to YouTube and type in retro replay. We come up. Right. What is the C for? Oh, for whatever. Just go to YouTube. It probably redirects to that. Find retro replay. I would hope so. And subscribe. Don't. Well, I want to do. I want. We are just, selling some uh, ex- amazing uh, ultra premium memberships right now for ten million dollars. We need. We're looking for two subscribers at ten million, and we promise we'll go away. And we will never do another video again. We promise. Thank you. You will find us we in the s- Caymans. <laughs> <laughs> With your money. With your money. But seriously, we will live two. stream once a day going, the money is still awesome. Yeah, just just need two. Two subscribers. In all seriousness, it means a lot to us that you guys would literally cross town just to come hang out with us for a little bit to talk about this stupid show. We're having an absolute blast doing it's it. It's the best. It's um, so much fun. And we've got... We're not going to stop. We're gonna, this is what we would be doing if cameras weren't on us. The That's fact right. that people want to watch every Thursday, it sends us through the week. So, Yeah, and I, I can't emphasize it enough. Uh, two. Two subscribers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ten million each. Don't laugh and encourage them. Don't. That, 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 that doesn't help your cause, nor mine. We're getting an up bid over here for three. <laughs> <laughs> There's a third one coming with us. At three subscribers. But we'll give the second We'll give a 25% discount on the third subscription. I love that 7.5 million. I'm just wondering who the random third person was. And it was like, everyone's going to go, is that who I think it is? And then and that's the end of the episode. That's it. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, final thought or something you would like to plug, Paulo? I don't have anything to plug other than supporting the Geek Generation in any way that you can, whether that is liking, subscribing, Leaving a comment on iTunes, iTunes, Apple podcasts, all that works or going the extra mile and, you know, putting a couple bucks into the Geek Gen account by supporting it through Patreon. You know, you get extra content. It's not like you give money and you get nothing in return. You actually get extra content. Yeah. And it's building up and it doesn't go away. Yeah. So if you support for like a month, there's like six hours of content there waiting for you right now. And also, I mean, if you if you become a patron, a patron. Patron? patron patron on patreon if you become a patron i think don't you have access to the discord as well uh you have access one way or the other but there's a special channel for the for patrons patreon. and we do random movie club listening parties that are patron exclusive so you get access to a larger community of people who like the same things you do so if if that means like five ten bucks a month that's literally like one dinner that you don't eat out or that's ten dollars that like booty cake sixty nine is not gonna get <laughs> because you're not supporting some Instagram, you know, in her private Snapchat. Like I've said this before a million times and I keep plugging this because I am firmly against this sort of like, oh, give me like ten dollars, daddy, and I'll give you like access to my premium. That's bullshit. Support something that gives you actual produced content like the Geek Generation. Support us on Patreon. Thank you. Oh, Paul, I am you're selling the, the, you're the best shit hype, out of this. Man. Come on. Best hype, man. The Geek Generation is part of the Geek Generation Network. If you like this show, be sure to check out our other podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes and Apple Podcasts, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. We may even read your review on an upcoming episode. Watch our live events at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration. You can support both this show and Random Movie Club and Quantum Drive while getting access to exclusive bonus content by visiting our Patreon campaign at thegeekgeneration.com support. 
Continue the conversation with us on our Discord server at thegeekgeneration.com slash Discord. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we'll see you then. Later. Make it so.